0: People are trying to find everyone who could expose him. Who'd you tell? Um, I know you told someone, um, so just tell me, okay, who did you tell? Who else did you uh, tell? Maybe just
1: Ned and MJ for my class, and maybe Ned told his girlfriend Betty, but that's it. <laughs> what
0: you are so dumb. What I mean, you're smart as a whip, just a,
2: a sucker.
1: Now, all your friends have to die. Do you expect me to talk?
3: Back and as always joined by my fellow Spidey co-hosts Chris and Dave. How are you both?
1: Good evening, folks. Good evening, afternoon,
0: and uh, well, good morning, maybe possibly, uh, 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 and good morning, and good morning, <laughs> possibly.
2: <laughs> well,
3: we do a fair hey, bit. Hey, do of you him. know what?
1: Chris wrote to us earlier and said, um, "Have we mentioned Ainsley Harriet? My first thought was, <laughs> "He's fucking died, hasn't he?" No, he
3: hasn't. <laughs> we haven't killed him off.
1: Um But I, I was. um I, I... there's a
3: story behind that you better explain
1: um Chris was writing show notes and he vaguely remembered us talking about Ainsley harrier and didn't know if it was on the recording or not
0: because you know it, it sounded like sort of like a very it sounded like a very flippant thing to be talking about while well, talking about uh, uh a superhero movie <laughs> so so I thought well I've got to, well, I'm gonna put it in the show notes but then I couldn't remember if it actually uh actually mentioned on the recording or if it's something that was mentioned you know outside the recording or not i don't know (laughs) so that's why i have to you know check but i don't think i've just knew did we
3: no at the time of recording hopefully we haven't
1: killed him off
3: um
1: I, i never saw i never saw more apt branding for um Ainsley Harriet and those sausages, where it just said prick with a fork on the front. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a picture of him sat there with a fork, and I thought, well, that's about right. That's a bit rude. <laughs>
3: He's a legendary TV chef.
1: He's not legendary at all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he is,
1: Dave. <laughs> all right, Le- sorry. Leg-
0: legendary Ainsley Harriet.
3: If he grew up in the yeah. 90s. I, I
1: was about to say, t- oh, you was in the 90s. he was crap. <laughs> but he was in an episode of Red Dwarf and we were talking about it before we recorded So, and, uh, and Becca didn't know because he was under very heavy makeup.
3: yeah I didn't realise that he appeared in an episode until I watched the um, first 3 million years documentary I was like oh no it really is I Easy
1: really about that. that? to be fair and I watched it that's not good because I, re- I wrote a review for that that's not good if I didn't really watch it
3: shock horror we'll head over to Set the Tape to check out Dave's review of that
1: tomorrow, tomorrow morning or <laughs> from the time you hear this about 6 days ago <laughs>
3: This is a bit like a Red Dwarf episode in itself, because we're all kind of jumping.
1: The first episode of it, that was really good, and then it fell away terribly and just became random Good, this wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it's only over three episodes though, isn't it? So I think they kind of ran out of steam like the first one, and then they kind of thought, oh, what else should we do? Um, but no, it's, it's always fun to look back, considering it's been on the screen for 30, 40 years? Since 1988? Um, 1988, yeah. So, yeah, a, so
1: in summary long, for long listeners not from this country not on air we discuss someone you've never heard of in a show you may not have seen and that person in question isn't very entertaining and he's not dead
3: <laughs> so that's really important anyway
1: but Chris wasn't sure
3: so that's that now we could draw a line underneath it and get to tonight's show oh my gosh well that's
1: end of our can't cook won't cook section of the show <laughs> can't smoke <laughs> won't smoke. On to tonight's episode, Becca.
3: Well, did you expect us to be going back into the MCU? Neither did we.
1: But no, tonight. Well, we did. <laughs> but we did. <laughs> when we started Spider Man, there was a fair point chart There a big though. hint. Well, Intent. that, but in proper words. Because I kind of. We did
3: read it. Yes, tonight we are reviewing Spider Man Far From Home, starring Tom Holland and Samuel Jackson, Zendaya, Jake Jenna Hall, my buddy. Rest to my John Favreau, Jacob Batalon, Tony Revolori, and many, many more, including cameo from J.K. Simmons. The original score by Michael J. Kean, which I think is amazing. I love his score for this film. Um, script by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. directed by John Watts, and released twenty
1: nineteen. Yeah, um, this was. Uh, I mean, at the end, we'll talk about what happened after this film because obviously there's still some doubt about the position in the sort of Spider-Man in the MCU at the moment. Well it's been short it's sorted in the short term but the very fact they've announced one more film plus one more team up doesn't exactly fill me with confidence i think it'll be a constantly shifting negotiation um and watching this film i'm sort of on the fence whether i think that's a good idea or a bad idea i was disappointed to start with when i thought he was leaving the mcu because I think Spider-Man should be front and centre. I mean, it's great that, you know, Captain America and Iron Man have become bigger characters over the years worldwide, Um, but Spider-Man's their poster boy and always has been. But I think watching this film, sometimes I do do think the sort of overarching universe gets in the way a little bit. Um, But, I mean, I'll come on to first thoughts in a minute. In terms of actually seeing this film, they positioned it after the Avengers or Avengers Endgame. And I was a bit concerned before I went in about what it meant for Spider-Man, because after Avengers films, they tend to stick stuff like Ant-Man, you know, the little palate cleanser. And I think you're sticking your biggest hitter after the Avengers. Is Spider-Man really an afterthought?
3: Yeah, Is that the right place to put it?
1: Um, But actually watching it, no, I don't think so. I think... I think it's actually a compliment. I think he's the only character you can follow such a sort of era-ending film with, um, because not only is he like funny, but he's massive as a character.
0: Particularly following the the idea of like, well, his relationship with Stark as well. I think it kind of it it makes sense for that angle, isn't it? To kind of like follow on, like we you know all well, Tony Stark's like just just passed away. It it's better to kind of like follow the story of like you know the. His should we, uh, should we say student? i see say there's a student me- um, mentor relationship that that was there. So it kind of makes sense to follow. Yeah, his protege. Plus, also, it's a bit light. It's also Spider Man's a bit lighter as well. So i yeah, going for something yeah. like um, cause this. Is like only like a month after Endgame, wasn't it, or something, or something like that?
1: You... Uh, yeah, but maybe maybe a couple of months. Yeah,
0: because you had. Um, yeah, you, know, you had like it was only like a space of what maybe five months. You had like you know all Marvel, all the Marvel films out that year. You had like Captain Marvel and then Endgame, like a More or so afterwards, and then this.
1: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was March, end of April, start of May, and then possibly July. I'm not sure with Spider Man, but yeah, yeah, very very truncated. Um, it was a. I don't know. Endgame will be the film that's remembered from this year. Um. I don't know how to rank this alongside Homecoming in the I thought they were kind of similar quality and now I'm not so sure in that I had a pretty good viewing of it today but I've had a week building into it where I wasn't desperate to watch it and I've always loved Spider-Man I wasn't desperate to watch it I do, I do wonder how much rewatch value it's got I think some of that is I think for the probably for the most since maybe even Iron Man too. I felt the overarching universe getting in the way, trying to cram him into, like, the wider picture. And I still think Spider-Man is better off in his natural environment. We're still not really seeing it. Some of the action set pieces in Homecoming were, were like, Washington,
3: Mm. Avengers,
1: he's up in space. The next Avengers film, he's back sort of at the compound when it's war at the end.
3: We're kind of spending quite a lot of time even now in the MCU very much. We we still haven't had certainly from you know sort of Spider-Man, we haven't kind of seen him sort of at home in you know in
1: well like a yeah, film of his right. own rather than attached well, to the what MCU. Really, what really hit me was. Um... The, the last bit of the film where he's sort of the post, you know, just going into the credits where he's swinging around was Zendaya and Manhattan looks a little bit different in the time since Ramy did his, that little sort of, you know, garden, oh, yeah. it's like that. The effects are a little bit better these days and a bit, the camera just feels a little bit freer. Yeah. more uh, fluid. It- you can get in and around things rather than just swinging cameras down through the street and then animating around it. Um, and I just thought, I wish the whole film had been this. But that said, I love the character work in, these, in this series. I, I don't think, not only have they put him back in school, but they've really embraced it um, in more than just having these sort of cartoon characters we had in sort of previous iterations around Spider-Man, who in the Maguire version was a bit of a comic book character himself.
3: Um, I find he's more believable in the role as well. Like, he, yeah. I mean, he's probably a little bit, like a few years older, for example. See, in the first films, we made jokes about his age. But I kind of feel like he's more age-appropriate, if that makes sense. Yeah. You
1: know I, mean? <laughs> um, I do. I, I can see, even though he's still much younger than the other Spider-Man characters who've come into the role... I can see he's aged in the last, you know, since he first took on the role. So I I, I do want them to get on with it because he's now pushing credibility as a schoolboy in some scenes. Although his naturally sort of diminutive build and soft voice does offset that a bit. Yeah,
3: it's quite useful Um, features
1: still. It's funny. It's a very funny film. The action's pretty good. Um, I've never been a Jake Gyllenhaal fan for no other reason than um, I've just never taken to him. I've never thought he was anything other than a talented actor. I've got nothing negative to say about him, but there's just something about him I never particularly want to, but I really like him in this. Um, This film could have massively done without fucking Nick Fury. As much as I love Samuel L. Jackson and and Nick Fury, this film just didn't need him. And, you know, I understand the thing. the twist at the end. That really pissed me off because there are bits where, like, him and Maria Hill are on their own talking about something to do with the scrolls, and, like, well, you are fucking scrolls. What are you doing? Um... So that that's just what happens when scripts pass through um, multiple people and probably get different polishes and so on, but...
0: It takes I... away from the gag as well, you know, with, like, the idea of, like, uh, you know, Peter, you know, sort of ghosting Nick Fury. It's like, you ghost Nick Fury? And it's like, it's kind of like a funny thought throughout the film, and then you find out what it's like, it just goes, all right, well, who cares then? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, uh if It's not actually Nick Fury, he's he's like it's just you know, it's um what's his face, Squall Guy.
1: Yeah, I've forgotten his name now, but Ben Mendelssohn anyway. Yeah. Um I, I didn't I I didn't dislike anything about it. The bits that were funny I think may have even drawn real laughs. I can't remember because it's like over a year since I saw it in the cinema and I I didn't laugh today, but I think there were bits I probably laughed out loud at and set pieces I really enjoyed and you know, the whole Nick Fury thing does build into the themes of, you know, taking on Tony Stark's mantle and everything else. But I just felt it was like, yeah, stop advertising it's fucking Marvel. I know it's Marvel. Just just, just give me a Spider-Man film for once. I've always liked the connective tissue between the bits. But, you know, it, it, when they get it wrong in these things, like in DC with Dawn of Justice, which was a trailer for another shit film, um, and like Iron Man, where it was like coming soon, The Avengers... I just felt it was just, it slightly detracted here. But yeah, my, my biggest issue with these films are, right, it's time now you gave us a Manhattan-based Spider-Man film and forget the fucking MCU for a minute. We know he's part of it, reference it, keep everything in continuity. But um, overall, really positive. What about you guys?
0: Becca, main course. <laughs> All right, in the sandwich. <laughs> okay, you
3: remember that metaphor, aren't we? Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I went to see this one at the cinema. Um, I can't remember if I saw it in 3D or not. Probably. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think... It just
0: goes to the state of 3D, isn't it? It was like, you can't actually remember these days whether you... Uh, actually...
3: And A lot of it perhaps might have been, like, po- added in post, for example, might have been, like, shot in 3D or, you know, perhaps it was. But it's just one of those things where I'm I'm very much of the Marco mode score. Like, if it was actually filmed in 3D and made for that format, brilliant. Um, but if not, or if a lot of it's kind of, like, added... In, in post-production um as a lot of it tends to be it's you know it's 30 darker and you still can't see what's going on and <laughs> i'm very much of the i'll talking.
1: slightly um disagree only to the my problem with 3d is not whether it was shot natively or not now because the retrofits have got better oh yeah
2: definitely. Um,
1: and, and the difference actually i'll tell you the point where i spotted the difference and it was Uh, Into Darkness Star Trek which ain't a very good film but from the opening sequence it looked shot native and it wasn't Um, and uh, obviously that's easy enough with the space stuff but even the live action elements actually looked 3D so it wasn't that I tell you my biggest problem with 3D is it's an answer to a question no one asked that's what bothers me about 3D you you, markets always do I mean if you're a free marketeer in any way shape or form they respond to what the public wants or a perceived need in the public whereas what happens with 3d is they try to foist it on us every few years and yeah, i just that's, think that's well what, that's
3: what i'm not really a fan of to be it, honest
1: that's what it's gonna it's gonna die isn't it i mean we had all 3d tvs for a bit and then when 4k came out they quietly shelved it why well, yeah, that'll be the next thing no right? one it's gives a shit it's kind of want, a
3: fad, you know. isn't it? It Comes around. I mean, I've, I've got nothing, nothing against it. It's fine. You know, just, it comes around every so often. And it's very much like a fad, a gimmick sort of thing. Um, but sometimes, it, you know, it can improve a film, as, as you say, especially if it's made natively. Um, but I just kind of, for, for this particular film, I just sort of came away feeling a bit like underwhelmed by it. Perhaps it wasn't. Obviously, some of the like the webs shooting and and swinging scenes um, were really effective. And um, some of
1: Uh, Mysterious attacks, for example, against the various elemental creatures. With Uh, the exception of, I
3: was a bit underwhelmed by 3D. That's my main point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I will say just before you carry on to the actual film itself, Marvel's 3D has been absolute bollocks all the way through. (laughs) I've seen quite a few of them, Uh, and what you'll find is they make one an effort on one scene. So, if you watch Iron Man 3 in 3D, the the scene in the sky where he's trying to link people in the sky survivors, that's done pretty well. Rest of the film don't even notice it. And that's just Marvel. They make a really half-assed attempt with their 3D. So I didn't see this in 3D, but I'm not shocked to hear it wasn't that good.
3: It's probably just my, you know, poor memory as well. Um, but it's just kind of one of those films, and especially with um, like watching into the Spider, you the Spider Verse as well. I mean, there are aspects of it which still like there's a little 3D sort of left over, if that makes sense. Excuse me. Um, yeah, no, I remember sort of, you know, being really hyped to see this film, obviously big fan of Jake. Um, but because I, I didn't, I wasn't, I kind of went in a bit blind and not, no, um, not blind, also. I need to use a more PC term. Um, not knowing about his role, I didn't really know about chart Mysterio, but who he is, where he comes from. Um, but I can kind of see the twist, if you want to call it that, coming a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think the 3D kind of let me down a little bit. I was, it did have, um, <laughs> it dragged quite a little bit in, in the, the mid part. Um, and again with the with the kind of with the other twist at the end I guess it was a little bit underwhelming. But I would say like the score really really does shine out. Um really enjoy Tom Holland is kind of settling into the role. It would be nice to kind of to see a Spider Man film set in the city away from the MCU. Um great to see Marissa Temay back on the screen, definitely. Um great cameo from <laughs> J.K. Simmons at the end. I was like, Yes, like he, he is JJ, like nobody else can do that role. Um and you know, the action scenes are really good and we do a fair bit of glow popping as well. Um, but you kind of actually feel, rather than just being, oh, look, it's the leaves the back, you know, back lot, You kind of get a sense of each of those countries as well. Um, but overall, it was, it was quite. I f- still felt it was quite a busy film because, oh, well as like you know, the love story and like the main antagonist, and then you kind of had the um, the fury subplot as well, and it just was, they tried to pack quite a lot in. Um, watching it again for for the review uh, today it was a little bit much of the same unfortunately I thought, oh yeah this is really good yeah I remember it being quite good and I oh, actually know it's quite baggy in the middle and this that, and the other um but yeah I would probably say comparing them this one and um Homecoming for example I think I probably prefer that film um I just i got no memory of a review of that already considering it was last spring I think it was um something like that something like that yeah it was a, it was a long time ago <laughs> this year has been quite a long year um I, I why? Why? That. What's <laughs> happened? <laughs> it's been a long year. Oh dear. Um. Yes. So yeah. Kind of in a nutshell. Three out of five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's um... a
3: bit of a non review. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's non-review. becoming a catchphrase.
3: No. We'll, we'll talk about it as we go through. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a lot of just complicated feelings on this film. So.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, um, I'll go into my first... I mean, well, first to answer, like, well, to pick up on what uh, Dave Dave said about not being set in Manhattan. I mean, I I kind of... I think it's it's, it's a tricky one because I think um, on one aspect, you know, Dave is absolutely right. You know, it is Spider-Man's natural habitat. And we haven't seen this version of Spider-Man in his natural habitat. That said, I can kind of see... know what the producers are thinking in terms of all right well we've just come off the back of the garfield films and the raimi films where they've all been set in manhattan we need to sort of start thinking different ideas so that so i can kind of see what what they're thinking in terms of like oh we need to set them in different environments see how he you know handles it you know something different something new at the same time you know it is missing you know New York, basically. New York just feels like Spider-Man home. Um, so it, it's a kind of like a rock and a hard place almost to an extent. But uh, anyway, um, thoughts of the film. I thought I thought generally it's pretty good. Uh, there's, there isn't really anything really negative to say about it. Uh, really, I think uh, I think you know it, it, it's fun. It's it, you know the the character works really done. I think. Um, Jake Demhall's take on Mysterio, I think it really does work. Uh, how they've actually incorporated Mysterio, I think you know, the actual idea of how they're going to make Mysterio work, they've absolutely nailed. Um, in, in almost like every manner possible, because he's almost like seen as. Now I'm not a big comic book fan. Well, I say fan. I'm not a, a comic aficionado, right? So, I'm you know, I, I will have to be correct on this, but. Mysterio always strikes me as a little bit of a a jokey villain. Like you know, it's like yeah, he's a villain. He's he's not like taken seriously as say the others. Yeah,
1: he's a failed actor or something.
0: Yeah. So, so but this one actually makes him uh, actually like actually sets him up. Well, I say this, but it makes him actually more of a threat. Actually, and you know, and he does have actual consequences on Peter Parker even at the end of the film beyond his death you know he's he he kind of like you know frames him essentially and uh at least his identity so um uh, yeah I, I thought I thought it was really well re- really entertaining but at the same time if I, could, I, I don't know what it is I don't know whether it's just because it's one of the cases I like it didn't love it um and I, I struggled to sort of like pick as to why I guess it would might just be uh, maybe a bit Marvel fatigue at this point or just not have anything wrong with it just like yeah it just doesn't hold the excitement it, it might have done uh, may, maybe I don't know I don't, I don't know about you guys
1: Um, I when I heard there was a gap to well, forget Covid a minute I just mean when I heard there was a gap pre-all that, to Black Widow, which was going to be I think that was going to be middle of the year sometime. Maybe it was May. But it was the, the better part of a year after Spider-Man because they got all the with films from last year done early. Was that uh, with some... the, um, the Sony Troubles
0: and things like that? Was Because that... I remember we were talking about it
1: on the oh, summer for weren't we? No, well, the, the, the Sony Troubles seemed to be afterwards. Yeah. Um, which, as I say, we can talk about in, in a minute or, or later on or whatever. Um, if we forget, we forget. We're not promising. But if we think of it... We'll talk a little bit about what happened after after this film was was released. Um, that disappointed me at the time, and then I heard there was going to be a long gap to Black Widow, which is, we believe, a prequel anyway. I say we believe because she was dead, but comic book films can do all sorts of weird things, so you just never know for certain. If it is a prequel, it doesn't mean she'll not end the film alive in the present day. I, I, I don't know. I doubt it. I think it's just a prequel, but we can't... Um... I can't um, say for certain, let's put it that way. Um, But that meant we weren't going to get anything new until sort of November time, which was going to be the Eternals. So best part of 18 months after Spider-Man or 16 months, something like that. And so whilst we need new properties, we probably weren't going to return to characters we knew, with the exception of one who's already dead till like 2021 uh, on the original schedule and i just thought maybe that is an end of an era and um you know the mcu is not going to die away but you know it's it's had its heyday sort of thing i thought the gap would do it harm coming back to this now to answer your point i think the gap is absolutely vital because I've gone back to watch this. I love Spider-Man. I've I raved about Endgame. I know some people prefer Infinity War. I like them both, but I, I genuinely will argue Endgame's the better film. I think the final phase of Marvel was great. You know, they're doing most things right. I know Captain Marvel wasn't for everyone, but everything they do is, like, competent, and now I go back and watch this and think, yeah, it needed to go away for a little bit. Oh, there's Nick Fury again. All right, what, what sort of weird bollocks is going on this time that links to everything else? um i'll always love the marvel cinematic universe i think but yeah fatigue definitely chris
3: no i would agree there as well i think by that point we had kind of had a bit enough of it really to be honest After having a whole decade of it so i mean it's it,
0: it's it's one of those things i think when like when it comes out you know you're excited and you watch it and you enjoy it but then you don't sort of return to it as you as you might do with other stuff do you know what i mean you think i've seen it so it's done
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Um so it's not so I I don't know. I don't know if, if fatigue does that but I I guess I guess with there's with been so much um it's like you know uh you know if you talk about the, the new trailer for the Batman film uh it, you know kind of maybe want to watch you know Batman begins you know this afternoon mm. you know just just as like oh you know I got a feel for Batman now you know you know I kind of kind of want to re- rewatch rewatch that um...
1: I started reading The Long Halloween, like, um, well, not after the trailer. Do you remember the day before mm. there was um, a picture of the logo from it? And next to that was, like, a picture with a red background of, like, artwork from Jim Lee based on this version of Batman? They released that. It's, it's on the internet. Yeah. For the day before the trailer that came out. And even though Jim Lee didn't write the, draw The Long Halloween, he did draw Hush. I went and and started reading The Long Halloween, which is my Batman. And I have a feeling, watching the trailer to this, this is going to be my live-action Batman. Whether it be better than The Dark Knight or Batman Begins is, is, is a different point. But in terms of look, feel, style, and what they're accentuating about the character and world, it's my Batman, and The Long Halloween is that.
0: It's that sweet spot of like dark, gothic, graphic novel with brutal violence. Yeah,
1: and he, he's 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 a I, I said this off air. He's a detective, not James Bond. Mm. Um, and, and Nolan got it largely right, but of course he was still playing in that real world sort of idea first popularized in the X Men. So the world's ready for more comic book now, and by that we don't mean Adam West. We mean slightly more stylized. And you know, you read the Long Halloween, and I, I tell you, the moment um, the moment you look at literally the first page or so of the long halloween will put you in mind of the godfather um in fact i think it's the first line i believe in it's i believe in something i believe in gotham city i think and it's even drawn like the godfather the very first line and it is like a mob drama with a, a huge detective element to it and i i just think you know batman forever tried to have riddles in it but they were all really fucking dumb um I, I can't say before the film comes out. Would I have cast it exactly like that? Dunno. Would the outfit I designed look exactly like that? Dunno. But I think it's closer to what I wanted from a live-action Batman. But yeah. you're right. Um, sometimes a taste of a universe can lead you to want to go back and reinvestigate stuff.
3: Yeah, only be a good thing, doesn't it? It also yeah, triggers I, something inside yeah. you, know, that, you can't, that you wanted to see, and he, that's obviously ticks and boxes for you.
2: Yeah, I
0: think I think I think it was just um, I think I think the other point as well as like uh, we kind of get back to Nolan as well I guess is um, we watched uh, Inception and they just got them you know and I thought just reminding us how great that film is and it got me excited for Tenant
1: which yeah. uh, just had shite reviews to start with. Well, but there you go.
3: It's one of those things, isn't it? It's just kind of, it's, I mean. Anything like that, like it's a temple blockbuster, you know, um spectacle movie, isn't it? And it's kind of it's gonna start off slow and, and then it'll kind of snowball into kind of hopefully it'll be the next you know, genius work by mm. Nolan.
0: So. But it just got me excited for like well, I think I guess my yeah, main point is it, it's just about like thinking about films that have rewatch value and what kind of strikes you as like you know, films you'll, you enjoy coming back to. I, uh, I do
1: it with Tarantino. Every time a Tarantino mm. film comes out, I disappear into Tarantino for weeks. And yeah. then it will go away for years. Um actually, uh Tenet after forty six reviews has got eighty percent, so it's not terrible. But the bad reviews are really terrible. That's the problem. It's very divisive.
0: Yeah. Probably the COVID situation's probably amply- amping to that. Uh
1: probably. well it does it, it does damp down hype, doesn't it? Yeah. It
3: really does. Yeah. I was surprised to see about like press screenings coming back. Like one we of um film critic friends, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know? And I was like, "Yeah, at last."
0: I get the impression because of all this like you know COVID stuff that that, that some reviews might sort of be putting their their opinions of like trying to damp dampen it to kind of persuade people not to go out. Do you know what I mean? I to, I, you know I I wonder whether that has an effect you on it. Wanna,
3: you wanna hype it up, but. It, perhaps people are being a bit more you know, not backwards and coming forward, but perhaps not being as hyped as they would have done in normal situations yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if it was amazing, yes, go and see this now, you've got to go and see it rah, 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 rather than like it's good, but be careful, you know just don't do it safely um, I you know, wish more people things.
1: said rah, rah, rah
3: because
1: <laughs> 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 like, you do that a lot and I just think it's missing from most people's syntax
3: because <laughs> 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 oh, it's it. brilliant, I love it <laughs> I don't know why I say that. I think my mum probably does or somebody, so anyway, but no, you know, I mean you know what I mean, like et cetera, et cetera, is what I mean by that.
1: Yeah. Three out of five. <laughs>
0: Three out of five. But uh but I guess uh, to come back to make things full circle, uh you know, reviewing uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> adding the sweet sweet spot. Um You're adding so, the, do, doing these um uh Spider Man views, maybe me kind of go back to the Spider Man anime series, uh which uh which I've started
1: to enjoy, so uh, rah rah rah. <laughs> A reminder that we mean the nineteen nineties one. Yes, because there's been loads of them. But Chris, yeah. so if you go back to the um, which one was it? Spider-Man three episode we talked mm. about the Venom saga, and that was told very well in that series. Have you got to those episodes yet, Chris?
0: Mm, uh, I've I've gone past the Venom one. I'm on the kind of Hobgoblin, yeah one, which where Mark Hamill's basically doing his joke. So, first,
1: <laughs> first dozen or so episodes. Yeah, I think Hobgoblins in the first dozen. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Done the venom done um, stretch anyway. But yeah, uh, while we before we leave Batman, we I think we'd all recommend Batman the animated series. Whatever, I, it's great. It's it's probably the gold standard of it. There's things in it I'd love to see done slightly differently. And what, whatever order you but watch them in, even if you watch them in production order, Robin just turns up from fucking nowhere, which does annoy me. It's like if you're going to tell a story, tell a story right through. But um, in terms of sort of how to make something layered. That will agree, appeal to all ages. It's really good. Oh, Becky, you'd love it. It's great.
3: I don't know why it's passed me by. I don't quite know how that's happened. I think I probably have seen episodes here and there of the various series that they come along. Um, and I, I love the Lego Batman, the games, and the film and the TV movies. I, I think they just think they're great, probably because I'm maybe an eight-year-old child or something, I don't know. Um but yeah, I, I enjoyed those, and I think I probably have seen you know quite a few of them. sort of growing up in, in the eighties and nineties, um, and you, can, you know a few of the various iterations. But yeah, I, I don't know how that's <laughs> passed me by. I'll definitely check that out, as I will the animated Spider-Man as well, and obviously the, the Japanese Sendai series. So or Sentai even.
1: <laughs> so I think I think we're having quite a successful conversation on Spider-Man here. <laughs> uh... I'm still <laughs> full of pasta. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah that's but, why i was so
3: incoherent. oh my gosh full of pasta
1: apparently <laughs> I, <don't know.
3: laughs> I had a big dinner it was very tasty oh. but i
1: don't know, full of pasta all right um who's in it have we done that
3: bit? i think we have i went through the cast and sure. say, yeah, yeah should we discuss the okay. film in a sequential fashion
1: you say that so much more classily than i do
3: <laughs> i'd like steal your line yeah. could, i don't know why
1: it's awesome so we open in mexico in where, Mexico, where Mexico. quote Nick Fury and quote Maria Hill have have arrived, having incidental conversation with each other that crew inclu- includes scrolls when no one's there to listen. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> um, there's been, reports, there's, there's oh, been obviously that's before he went into space.
0: They're they're, they're, t- they're talking about like you know who's going to take over their, their positions. <sighs>
1: possibly it's not that clear though is it
3: how many times we do this throughout the review oh my gosh
1: right so there's a reported cyclone in the area not the clonus cyclone not barry mcguigan former world champion <laughs> um yeah
3: with face.
1: a face cyclone. i, I didn't know if you're really into weather yeah he's just got i've got to get down there and see that <laughs> Yes. He
3: secretly works they, for the Office, don't you know?
1: That's probably why he turns up in London. He, he hears there's light drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Which is the only weather Britain ever has. We talk about the weather a lot, considering we don't have very much of it. We've got listeners who live in, like, earthquake areas, areas that, that have get hurricanes and tornadoes every year. We get light drizzle, and we talk about nothing but fucking weather. <laughs>
3: We have so many, and, you know, also, and and, but...
1: it, and it's sunny a bit, and we can't cope with it.
3: No, it gets above like thirty-one degrees, and it's like, do or not.
0: And and God but forbid it snows, because then then the, the whole country shuts the down. The country for a just
3: week. grinds
0: to a halt. Because oh no, can't go out, you know, snow.
3: <laughs> One centimetre of snow. Oh dear, quick.
0: Yeah, your I'm mail rushed. comes late. You know, it's you know, it's everything stops for a week. It's just really fucking insane. When you think of like most places. That have to deal with like even even say Scotland. you know, with Scotland they I get snow to. every year. Yeah. Just get on with it.
3: Crack on with it. No, we're down here. Like no, a little bit of snow, just everything stops. Ridic. Uh
1: yeah, our homes are not designed for heat, that's the problem. We don't have any no. air con or anything. So as soon as it gets warm we just sweat to death.
3: No, it's it's all right, you know, if and... you're in if you're in like Australia where they do have the ridiculously hot summers. Like now, um, they've the possibly, you know, blizzard conditions. They're having a really harsh winter time at the moment. Um, depending on where you in Australia you live. Um and like in America as well, obviously parts of California are suddenly wracked by, by bushfires and forest fires. So my heart goes out to all our California friends. Um and, you know, they again they have because obviously it's world terrain, um, have quite strong they actually do have some serious, you know, sort of impact with the weather as well, like like really harsh harsh winters and, and really hot summers um where you know the the temperature's kind of been in in the hundreds quite frankly which is terrible but it's just like here you know if it gets sort of like 30 35 they just say because we don't have we don't have the ac um i mean i've got a ceiling fan that's about it you know (laughs) and it's just like oh it's unbearable it really is but as you say we're just not equipped for it in this country really can't cope
0: no i mean i think even like that when we do have like you know air air conditioners that we still can't get them right because it's either it's either like You know either with the they're switched off and it gets too hot and stuffy, too and hot, then, too and, cool. and, and and we switch it on and the room comes like a fridge. It it's just there's, there's there's no like happy medium with it. There's no, never, there's no like, happy
3: medium, is there?
0: You no, know, we can't seem to get that right even when we do have them.
1: Anyway, anyway so Pro- n- proving <laughs> our point that we talk a lot about weather when we don't ever have any. <laughs> 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 um... So, What's um, that saying?
3: Like some countries have weather, some countries have a climate, or you know something like that. There's, yeah, saying along those
1: lines. So, they see this cyclone with a face, but before this happens, they see, um, Quentin Beck, a mysterious figure, in a suit, not a suit. He's not like, it's not like super suit. Hmm. Yeah. With a says, cape. "Hold on, I've got this." <laughs> you don't want any part of this," he says yeah she's really shite dialogue but there you go i'll live with it
3: yeah i kind of feel that jake does the best with the crappy dialogue that he's given i mean you could he say he tries to make it work you could there's say, a scene
1: later i struggled struggled with that i got on better with today but we'll get to it sorry chris you could, you could say, say,
0: it's say it's meant to be hammy do you know what yeah. i mean it is put on in what, he's, it's in a, a, roles, he's a failed actor he? and a bad
1: of...
3: one
0: yeah well is it, I, I, I don't know if he's a failed actor in this but but yeah i mean he, he is basically performing you know, it, it is meant to be, like, a show. And it's not actually... Yeah, you, that's
3: true. He's so, still playing, like, the, his his normal character, Quentin Beckwell, you know, whatever his real name is. And he's got the Mysterio character as well. So he's effectively playing a dual role here.
0: Yeah, so I, I wonder whether, like, it could even just be, like, subconsciously, that they, you know, they, they're making, like, the dialogue really, really sort of cheesy or clunky, you know, because it, it it's it's meant to be kind of, like, that put-on kind of, like show uh but yeah there we we cut straight from that to uh well we get the expl- explanation of um from the school about the blip as they christened it
1: uh well yeah because it goes straight to does I it goes straight to the marvel logo yeah and uh, coming out of that it goes to i think i laughed out loud at this first time because i don't know what kids are like now it's too long ago that i was one But there is, like, obviously kids, when they're brought up now, as opposed to my generation, have to learn, like, a lot of IT tools we probably didn't quite, although we know them all now, obviously. And I I do remember, it's a bit of a teacher cliche, and I've got a few good friends who are teachers, and they say, you get a kid to do, like, a PowerPoint presentation, and they'll use every fucking wipe style going (laughs) in it. And this is, like, that syrupy as fuck, completely over the top basically whitney houston's i will always love you over the dead avengers cutting between the different images of them with a different wipe every time <laughs>
3: it's not consistent, <laughs> is it and tony appears twice Who does? i, I have got a problem with that but he pops Who up does? twice
1: oh tony, tony stark
3: he appears yeah, he at, at the beginning and again at the end
1: well basically is iron man teaser trailer <laughs> i
3: was gonna think yeah it is very iron man. I, i'm not complaining there's not a problem with that at all is the main one um but i just kind of noticed oh i never noticed that before he pops up twice so, fun fact.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think so. Would they? Would they really know that that Cap's like? I mean, Cap's not dead. He's just an old man. Yeah, at this point, I that. mean, the, the that, they know, don't know. He's just they off. don't it. know that
1: he disappeared yeah. after the battle, didn't he? Yeah. This is actually correct in terms of what the words that the world would think. Yeah. And then it cuts to the video explaining it all. Uh, now, we've got Betty Brant here, who I think is meant to be like a classmate. So this this isn't wrong. But obviously, we know Betty Brant from uh, Daily Bugle, sort of receptionist yeah. in the original version, played by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, before she was famous. Uh, was... and, and Jason Ein-Yanello, um, they're doing the school report. And this is just funny.
3: She's really keen. And he's like, yeah, he's quite laid back, very chilled.
1: Yeah, and he's just like, he's just pulling faces and stuff. And he's like, it's the last of day cool. of
3: school, who cares?
1: so they're explaining the snap which thankfully was caught on video both times (laughs) when they went um so yeah from the same angle as well which is yeah you you see everyone disappear and everyone re-arrive and they basically uh even make it very simple if you've not seen the uh the previous films that if you blipped You are the same age. If you stayed around, you are five years older. Now, if you'd seen Avengers, you'd have got that, but it's a reminder. So most of the people close to Peter blipped, as did he. So he's got largely the same classmates, but there's one or two additions and so on. and presumably Mm -hmm. one or two aged out, but not people we know well. But Flash is still there. Ned is still there. MJ is still there. And somebody added who was, like, a 13, you know, 12 before or whatever. Um, and that's it, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Where next? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the only thing that I, that I thought was, like, Christ, the kids have got their own fucking news channel in schools these days.
1: I don't know. That's how out of touch yeah. I am. I have no idea. It's, yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense if you want to, like, train kids for a range of different things that like you'd have in-house radio or something yeah
3: uh, you know well, I think a lot, a lot of kind of schools and colleges certainly I did obviously like, when I did school it was many years ago now but certainly at uni and at college uni for example there was like a student like newspapers for example uh, radio station we didn't at college when I was at college we didn't have TV I don't think um, but at uni there was like a sort of a, a TV channel or the kind of the very beginnings of one um, but again we had like radio station and newspaper um, physical paper actual paper newspaper what's one of those these days um, but, you know all the kind of the media students got behind um and certainly i think the kind of the, the sort of nerdy like 90s like i don't know just image of being of like sort of an av club member sort of thing has kind of you know really shed it shed its skin and it's kind of almost quite cool to do these things maybe but i know i would agree with you guys as well obviously being sort of similar generation um yeah, so it's been a long time since i was at school but certainly um, i remember something similar like at uh, school and uh, uh, at college and at uni as well so
1: well, yeah. I mean, just think where we'd be now if we were able to have started, you know, doing this younger. <laughs> we'd, we'd, be, we'd, we'd be in the same place. We just would have run out of series <laughs> a long time ago. We'd <laughs> use all the wipes. And I might have been sacked very quickly from the school equivalent. <laughs> Do you imagine me? I, up, I wonder
3: why they got the rights for it. you, know, you imagine me over,
1: like, in house radio? Well, they're Marvel. They can afford fucking anything. <laughs> but you mean in the school? Well, <laughs> I mean, the school. <laughs> to be fair, uh, what rights have we paid for since we've been doing like, this no. show? And Given be, it's, it's probably
3: different... like ten seconds or something. So, like fair use policy does apply. If so, not, I'm only joking. If
1: it doesn't, the bastards <laughs> We could have had several pence by now if it wasn't. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> this film cannot be monetized.
0: So, yeah, do we go straight from the the, the setup of of a uh, a holiday, or, it's, or is it uh, Spider Man? spider-man's doing like a public event isn't it organized by art may
1: yeah i kind of wish he'd done the only thing i wish that i'd carried over from spider-verse is when he stepped up to talk if he'd like put on like a deeper voice and then an over the top <laughs> New York accent. in he's in the iron spider suit yeah um and it's just to sort of honor him fundraiser Don't
0: yeah art may's doing like sort of a charity isn't she uh, and she's got like uh, got a son's but you know it's like well, you know it's helpful when your son's a superhero you can just get him to do public theories <laughs> um, uh and yeah you know uh, happy's backstage saying "Oh, you know, Nick Fury's trying to get in touch with you um he's not interested'cause he know he's got um school vacation to go on uh, uh happy's seemingly getting in without may. There seems to be something going on there.
2: Mm.
1: I wonder what. <laughs> what do adults do when they're keen on each other? What sort of thing? Um, I don't know. Probably talk about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> That's they in England, definitely. <laughs> well, they have more of it over there. They've probably got something to talk about. <laughs> what a British couple through though. God. See, there's been light drizzle again. Bit warm, isn't it? I <laughs> 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 get your nicks off. Um <laughs> so, <laughs> So anyway, um, yes, uh, he hangs up on Nick Fury.
3: Nobody hangs up.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's definitely having some sort of flashback to Tony whenever Iron Man is um, mentioned.
0: Yeah, so the, the he's a, he's a bit kind of uh, what you say he's he's a bit lost because he's without a mentor, isn't he? Or he's the, he, he's or there is they're building up the idea of um, expectation.
1: Yeah. You should call me. I've seen loads of Spider-Man films. <laughs> just swing Wasn't about I, a bit.
3: I literally missed opportunity there.
1: It's not that hard. Swing about a bit when something flies at you, avoid it. The old quip, unless you're Tobey Maguire. Um, don't look really ugly when you cry. Um, and don't dance. And don't dance. No. If you can finger Mary Jane, great, but don't do it in the outfit because it will just stink your fingers up. <laughs> uh, that's it. So they go off on a trip now, but and he decides to leave his Spidey suit behind. Yes. Although uh, he does, sort of. Also,
3: he thinks. Yeah, so he
1: thinks. Uh, J B. Smooth makes an appearance. I don't know if he. Was oh, in J B. Smooth. How did I forget
3: about him? Sorry.
1: Curb your enthusiasm. Best known to to me from. Sort of lives with Larry David in it. Um, kind of funny in that.
0: Yeah. He's he's, he's he's always good value. That guy. What's he
1: called? Leon. Yes, no. in, yeah, in, in, in,
0: yeah, in, um... in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah, he's
1: called Leon. If anyone listening has not watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, fucking get on it. It's brilliant. Watch it from the start. Peak is probably seasons three and four. First one, he runs, first one of those two, he runs a restaurant. Second one, he stars in The Producers on Broadway. And it's really good. And I think season seven is this Seinfeld reunion. Brilliant show.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even late, even later seasons, it was just got there's some just gold on there, um, and it's a JB uh, a, a smooth, smooth, it's, yeah, uh, JB smooth, yeah, smooth spelt with a V rather than may not yeah, be not, a not real smooth name.
1: but smooth with
3: a V, As in Pamela Duv.
1: yes, yes. Obviously, if he's British, he'd be called JB Debonair. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that sounds really cool. That's a great name.
1: <laughs> So he gets up, they, get, so they get on the plane, and then there is some comedy because Peter wants to sit with MJ. Yes,
0: yeah, so we established that because um, this this has come for nowhere. Um, Peter fancies uh, MJ.
1: Yes,
3: really?
0: Yes, because that that wasn't established in the previous films at all. No,
1: but, it wasn't. Although she seemed a bit keen on him, trying yeah, to play it down a bit, but yeah.
0: The the that said, I do like it because it just like it. It's just. Let's just get on with it. Time's yeah. past. He's a kid. Sometimes, sometimes you don't need to explain this stuff.
1: Well, they have some very serious relationships in this film, Chris. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, Where they learn and grow from their experiences. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so,
0: something so, uh, kids never say, ever.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't know. They might have watched a bit too much fucking daytime TV or read too many self-improvement fucking books or something. Yeah. But after a load of fat assing around, Ned gets put next to Betty Brant, doesn't he? And Peter has yeah. to sit with the teacher. So Ned and Betty Brant, like, fall in love on the journey. But only in about the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and, yeah, and MJ sat next to uh, the new kid who wasn't blipped, so he's now he's older.
1: Yes, and in this universe, is like they're all jealous of him because he's super handsome. Mm-hmm. He, if he was in the Fast franchise, he might be extremely handsome guy.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, and then they get to Venice, and basically Ned and Bre- Ned and Betty are a thing now. Yeah.
0: Um. And uh, Aunt May's put put Spider mans suit in because he tried not to take his suit. Yeah. Um. And the and the customs just seem uninterested only only that, only the fact that he's brought a banana with him like this not <laughs> this not allowed
1: it's all very humorous I mean again it's very, it, it is very Marvel it's very on brand Marvel and it's a sign of probably I wasn't really up for this film like I was last year in that a couple of times in the sort of jokey bits it just made me think of for, for Ragnarok I just made me think you're just cramming in jokes everywhere aren't you but I think that was just what I brought to it today um so we start off with this water elemental don't we
0: yeah although um, we don't
1: know it's an elemental at this point do we
0: well well no we know it's like well
1: well it's not we haven't had the exposition that follows
0: yeah so we presented it's like a somewhat of a monstrosity of some kind yeah um like, yeah yeah so you have a bit of actually when like you know when Peter is out of the suit, and yeah. is do- and doing his best to to doing what he can, and then uh, Quinton Beck shows up, and yeah. they kind of join forces. Even though like you know uh, Peter spends most of the time trying to stop a building from falling,
1: and it ends yeah. up falling anyway. It's actually a pretty decent action sequence. It's just. Yeah. Again, I I just want to stress this is what I bring to it today. I like this film. I like Marvel. I love Spider Man, but any time action was kicking off, I was just a bit like, um, yeah, okay, it's just some action. It's perfectly fine. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: There's plenty of like of like character work happening between them. There's so that that kind of like follows it. You know, you have like stuff with MJ and Ooh. and the other kid trying trying on so yeah, he's he's trying to get a. Uh... What 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 is it like a like a necklace like a like a black flower
1: Yeah uh,
2: so
0: the, Yeah so that that that's that's kind of set up for A
1: couple of years time you'll be given a repel necklace but at this stage <laughs> <laughs> This is very strictly he, um, he's he's going PD13. with he's going with the starter version um... And at no PD13 point do any off. of the adults say to him have you considered giving you a repel necklace That's so juvenile sorry folks <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, you know, he's used to sort of, like, you know, shooting out sticky things.
1: Um, <laughs> I find that funny that it should be. To be honest. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, so yeah, Quentin Beck uh, stops it. Uh, there's plenty of like news news coverage on that afterwards. Uh, uh, for, uh, the on, on the thing it says like Mysterio, which means like Myst- mystery man. But, like, that name kind of stuck. Yeah. Uh, And...
1: uh, Straight back to their room now, isn't it? Peter and Ned are sharing. Just not a love thing. It's just, you know, school holidays. Yeah. They're sharing a room, and uh, as he walks in, uh, they're talking to each other, and Ned is uh, tranquilized.
0: Yeah. Uh, And it's Nick Fury.
1: And Nick Fury is... Nick Fury is there. (laughs) And... The furious. Um, yes. Um, yeah. So basically, he was like, "You're a difficult guy to track down," sort of thing. You hung mm. up on that sort of thing, and they go basically to a secret hideout. Maria's there, and so's Quentin Beck in like his suit. We'll find out more about that suit a bit later, and he explains he's from an alternate Earth uh, caused by the snap, in, or that basically the dimensions between earths were sort of um opened up by that mm. if that makes any sense at all peter's all like geeking out and sciencey about it and he's saying that on his earth we had these things we call elementals they were born in black holes and they resemble the different elements that's about right
0: yeah and they've destroyed my world
1: um, and Peter says something along the lines of "get stuff, up, get stuffed." I'm on the cop. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, not before getting a, a pair of new
1: glasses. Oh, a pair of new glasses, yes. Um, which are, uh, yeah. There was an episode of Frasier where Martin accidentally bought a pair of women's glasses, and that made this made me think of that. Uh, they don't look good, do they? <laughs>
0: No, but I don't think they're, they're supposed to though, are they? I think they're meant to like not suit him. Uh, but then more it, meant to suit
3: Tony
0: they are from Spider Man. They are some Yeah, they are something that sort of Tony would wear.
1: Yes, yeah, they are, and I think I think we saw him wear them. In fact, uh, I'm sure he's wearing them at the start of um, Infinity War. So yeah, he gets the glasses, but it is like take take Parker back to the hotel sort of thing. The bit I like next is Fu- just the reach of Fury's power, he immediately starts pissing with the class's vacation entirely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So puts puts um puts his driver in and like gets them a booking in you know, Prague. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, right, so that's it. Because they think that's where or Beck tell- finds that's where the fire elemental's going to attack.
0: Yeah. Um
1: now, I'm I'm the bit I missed earlier, and it's a tiny point, but can anyone explain this to me? He took his suit with him, but he didn't have it on, on him at the point where he needed to use it. So, we had an action sequence where he got Ned to distract everyone so they couldn't see his face while he was doing all that. Yeah. Now he needs some kind of stealth suit, and I'm thinking, well, what happens to the one he left in his room? Later on, he needs a new suit after the stealth one gets destroyed. Why has he not got his ordinary suit? Is it I don't know. Is it? Is it because it would be too obvious it's someone from that school if it happens in Europe? Uh, or if it's not clear, then it's not clear. What it mean? Why,
0: it is it. He wear, why is he wearing like the quote-unquote spider monkey suit? Uh,
1: yeah. He, he took his suit with him. He didn't realise oh. he'd taken his suit with him. The first time he need, needed it, he didn't have time to go and get it because he's back at the hotel and shit's going down. Next thing we see, he's being like tail to give him a stealth suit and it's like well he's still got his suit what's this about
0: um i can't remember i'm sure it's my, it's, it's probably explained in some degree um
1: right if you're not as inobservant as us write to us and expect us <laughs> to talk at gmail.com
0: i don't think i've got an answer fucking have to rewatch it now aren't i <laughs>
1: It's <laughs> wow, such a minor thing; it doesn't matter. This just, this is just for the fucking joke, isn't it? Yeah. Of him basically being told to take his clothes off, and as his tra- as his trousers drop, like you know, in front of like a fairly pretty European blonde, who's a little bit like Le Schiff's girlfriend. Yes. In look, just a little bit. It's not the same woman, but sim- similar sort of quality. Quite an angular face, blonde, mm. quite attractive. Uh, that Brad walks in. Which is, who is the sort of old kid that was younger and is now, like, handsome, hunky bloke.
0: Yeah, going after MJ.
1: Exceedingly handsome guy.
0: <laughs> uh, and he takes a picture.
3: He's like a skipping mis- mis- pie. He's exceedingly handsome. Yes. He's, like, basically love rival, isn't he, for, he for is. MJ's
1: affections? The bastard Shakespeare. Damn you. How do you be so handsome? Damn you all to hell so yeah it just makes him a bit of a sort of enemy now because he's got a photo of Peter with his keks down yeah and then we've got the whole bus bit where like he accidentally calls Edith to sort of strike on Brad
0: yeah because he, he, this first time he puts it on so he, he doesn't really know what it is yeah and he thinks oh great well I can do anything on it or like uh, and he sort of basically sort of tries to sort of like stop him from sharing the message but what he actually does is oh no uh, send a drone strike on the bus.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. So not
1: really intentional, but there you go. Um, I, again, I've got nothing to say with that. It's it's a it's a joke set piece. Um, mm-hmm. It it does. There's a little bit of exposition because he puts them on, and you can see what people are texting each other, like Ned and Brenty, mm-hmm. Betty next to each other saying, "I miss you." I miss you too. Mm-hmm. Um, he stops the drone from killing Brad. But that's about it. He has Edith break into the phone and delete the picture. That's all. Um, and then they go to Prague, where they've got to distract the whole. What is it? They, they've got to keep. Is it Quentin who, who says we've got to keep the whole class locked in yeah, somewhere? Yeah.
0: Ba- basically, the idea they did they know the location, but there's a big sort of like festival going out. Um, so they. I think in terms of like, keep everyone safe. Um, you have to keep everyone like,
1: they, Possibly. they, they arrange a the night
0: at the opera,
1: which all the kids are very excited about. Yes. This is a bit more real world. There'll be in any given classroom. There'll be people who are excited by the idea or keen or want to try it, but there'll be a critical mask of, um, you know, m- mass, sorry, of, uh, three hours of that. um, so yeah, they all go off to the opera, and Peter's they, not they, there. Yeah, basically.
0: yeah. There's there's a bit of like, oh, who are you gonna sit with, or things like that. Um, yeah. uh, Peter sneaks out, and uh, uh, Betty notices Peter sits out and think, well, if he's gone, we should go.
1: Yeah, so Ned and Betty, you're right now yeah. going to they go to like a Ferris wheel. Yeah. And then the fire elemental emerges, and basically it's Spidey in his stealth outfit. Which looks kind of cool in its way. Mm. And Mysterio t- against it, um, and it gets more powerful every time it touches metal, which I don't f- fully understand, but that's fine. And basically, it's rescuing Ned, Ned and Betty. But what I kind of like about it is when Betty screams, it's not the fucking d- uh, damsel way. It's kind of almost like sucking the scream in. Mm. It's cool. I did wonder like what it. you were going to say there. It was basically sucking Ned off. <laughs> I don't want to let you down, you know. Um so yeah, no, it's all played a bit more um it's all played a little bit less sort of um damsily. It's alright. Kinda like it. Yeah. Um
0: and then, But and again,
1: that... it's it's still another action sequence I don't yeah. really care that much about.
0: Um and quentin does the whole um Yeah, you know, I should have done this long time you know, kind of like I'm gonna self sacrifice myself for the greater good kind of act shtick there is um that there is no like there's that there's something amiss there there's like a a a bit of a equipment for like um
1: a bit a a bit of the a bit of equipment sort of gets blown back with Mm. one of his web shooters and lands in a doorway that betty's not betty mj's hiding in because she's come out to see what's going on and where peter is so sort of Handy because it's landed right beside her, but reasonably plausible because she's trying to stay out of the path of everything, but she has followed him yeah, yeah. or she's followed Ned and Betty more likely um, so she picks that up, um, and it's she doesn't really know what it is, but it's basically attached to a web shooter
0: um, and then uh, school trip cantor because like all these like dangerous elementals keep turning up wherever the class are, so everyone's yeah. going home. Oh, no, oh, no, there's the important scene before that. So we have the follow-up scene where Quentin and uh, Peter go to a bar and... Uh, I didn't, ah, yeah. yeah,
1: Because I was thinking, is it the MJ on the bridge scene? But it, it can't be because he's already given up... Yeah. Um, Edith. He's basically been chewed out by Nick Fury. He's really stressed about it all. And he sits with... Um, Quentin and basically says I'm not up to this
0: yeah um and he kind of manipulates to come and actually it's, it's actually quite clever you know the way he does it because he because he says to subtle things like you know he, he encourages sort of like have a normal life you know like you know go speak to the girl go and do this and well, even
1: put... you look an idiot in the yeah. sh- even you look an idiot in the glasses yeah he says yeah, it, he says it in a nice way but he but it, but it is like they don't suit you which is exactly what he's thinking for different reasons yeah
0: uh and it's like uh, and and then when he's like oh you try them on i was like oh no you know so he, he kind of manipulates like subtly putting in ideas in his head yeah. To kind of like guide, guide it, guide him to make that decision. So I think it's actually quite well done. Anyway, so yeah, he he have the conversation. He kind of encourages him to go and ask MJ. He gives Edith the the gives him the glasses. And, yeah. And then and then leaves, and yeah. it
1: turns out that the, the the busyness of the bar is all a bit of an illusion. Mm. Um, and we get a speech from. Quentin that really felt on the nose the first time I saw it. I don't know what you guys think about this. Played alright today, but where he literally stood there and toasted each one of them in turn with a detailed background of why they were there, I just thought this seems quite lazy as exposition, but it played alright second time.
3: Yeah, I just remember when you see that at the cinema, I kind of thought it was a little bit a bit cheesy. Um, although I recognise the lady who plays Janice because she's been in lots of like British TV drama, comedy everything she's you know she's really one known kind of character actor um so it was, it was fun to see her um but yeah i kind of thought i've seen in cinema and i kind of thought well this is a little bit cheesy a little bit kind of buzzer exposition um but i did kind of grimace a little bit again whilst watching it on today for, uh, for the review today
1: yeah definitely um it played a little bit better today i don't know if it's because i knew what was coming or because it's small screen or what it's effective but it, it, it's something a bit lazy about they're all people stark have pissed off and we you know I think, in camera shots we've seen and he goes around each of them to explain exactly what's going on
0: it's it's a bit i think there's there's probably two i think it's probably because it's like um it's easy to say like oh um uh, this group of people this group of people um who's been pissed on by tony stark is it's an easy motive to get behind so like, okay fine you know we we, we understand what you know don't I'd have, have a problem
1: it. with that being the plot device, yeah. but you, you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I, I think, yeah, uh, I think I it's a bit of, maybe a bit of like a, a better pill to swallow to say that he's not on his own, you know what I mean? He, he, he isn't just him and, him and his, you know, amazing technology. Uh, he's yeah. got other people behind helping him in the background kind of thing.
1: And they work for Stark Industries, which we know is technologically advanced, yeah. you have to be good to work there. And um, we get the... um background as well and it is the sort of Tony Stark sense of humour that basically the thing Quentin invented that we saw at the start of Civil War. War where he's basically inside a memory of his teen years where he says goodbye to his parents for the last time and we see a young a, a young Tony Stark obviously yeah. based on a young uh, Robert Downey Jr. From, from an era where he was well known anyway um, and they've managed to get sort of Jake into the shots in the background that that was mm. his technology or technology he'd worked on and Tony made a joke of his life's work calling it "Bath binary mm. augmented retro framing and that plays on dialogue directly from it's not a retrofit, it works so I'm quite happy with that and then he sacked for being unstable so Edward Nigma syndrome yeah. um, which is fine, again that's all alright um so again he's not a failed actor here in the same way and basically yeah they they just want to um write spider uh, I, iron man's legacy out of out of history and make it mysterio like the new guy yeah with with basically drones and illusions so you get real damage but it's all being created by visually illusions
0: yeah um uh... And it's really effective. We'll get really effective later on, where we go full Mysterio. Uh,
1: it really so, is, yeah. We've got the MJ scene now. Yeah, to, so, sort of, so they're all
0: rushing to kind of like all paying and uh, getting getting straight back home because for obvious reasons, it's a school trip and your your students are constantly in danger. Let's get them back to New York, uh, and. Uh, yeah uh he speaks to nj and they decide to sort of have a bit of a a bit of a walk what you know out while they can um and he he tries to to tell her tell her something but then she just like comes out and says you're spider-man aren't you he's like what (laughs) what
1: yeah um and uh, yeah, I, and she's fairly sure. She says sixty-seven yeah. percent afterwards. But um,
0: yeah, he's trying yeah. to tell her like he likes her, and she just comes out and, like says,
1: "You're going to tell me you're Spider-Man." Yeah.
0: Uh, and at first he says, "No, no, I'm not Spider-Man. That that that's ridiculous." And then it turns out the that the projector she has is
1: oh, an illusion sort yeah. of comes up very momentarily. And it is like the elementals waving is, you know, the cloud um, waving over them. Um, And it's been set off. And that immediately tells them the whole thing's an illusion created by some kind of camera technology. We think.
2: Yeah.
1: Or they think. And then he immediately backtracks and says, I am Spider-Man. Not quite (laughs) sure well, but he does. Um, and so they know Beck's an elemental. Uh, Beck is behind the elementals. That he's now got Edith, and he's like, "Oh my god."
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, what What have we done? So, um, where to go to here?
1: Well, doesn't Peter go to try and find Nick Fury? Yes. Yeah. so
0: um, Yeah. Meanwhile, we have Beck, who is working on his th- thing in London. London Mass is London
1: masterpiece. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so London, so London is—it's made quite clear. London's going to be extremely badly damaged by this. It's like a lot more powerful than anything they've tried to date.
0: Yes. So he's basically sort of getting the setup. We're seeing like you know his team at work, you know, um, and he's like going through the, the specifics. And he there's a fault, I and mean, then then the, and then he realises that what that. A piece, one well, the piece of the equipment is now missing, uh, so he has to like sort of track, get Edith to track down uh, where it was, and he sees that it's well that Peter's Peter Parker and his two mates, MJ and yeah. uh, and what's his what's his name Ned Ned that was it.
1: I was well, the whole there. the whole point is like. He pretends to be Fury to see who he's talked talk to and puts mm-hmm. him into a bit of an illusion anyway. They go up into an office that's actually the whole thing's an illusion. The office yeah. is there, but it's not. And I like all this sort of illusionary stuff. Yeah. It's good. There's a bit of. It's funny this is the second entry because there's a bit of something of Spider Man 2 about this, just because his Peter Tingle's not working. Mm. And it's almost about sort of belief and all that later, which is exactly what Spider Man 2 was doing.
0: Yeah, you're right, isn't it? It's still the sort of like, oh, you know, my, my, but you know, my heart's not in it. You know, I need to sort of find, get my yeah. my confidence to sort of.
1: The first one was I can do it, and the second film is Do I want to do it? Mm. Um, possibly, anyway. Um, and he's hit just as like Fury's like, "Who did you tell?" And it turns out to be Beck. Um, he's hit by a train.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh... the next thing he wait, wait, he manages to clamber into the train. Next thing he wakes up in a prison cell with some Dutch football fans and he's in Holland. Um, Yeah, in a jail cell. Fun fact, he's actually called Tom the Netherlands but people do accidentally refer to him as Tom Holland which is merely a region of his surname. (laughs)
3: Plus also, Tom Holland is wearing a Holland shirt. Great.
1: That's amazing. Tom Faroe Islands, unable to get work. <laughs> unable dead, to
3: complete.
1: Just because no major European train lines go that way. Okay. Uh, I, I never made that connection earlier. He's Tom Holland and he's in the Netherlands. Mm. Uh, okay. So he breaks out of prison because basically he just pulls the lock off and calls happy to come and get him he's like I really messed up and he's mm. basically picked up in a field of tulips which seems like the most Dutch thing you can ever do you <laughs> should, should be wearing I mean, I
3: mean I'm either, I'm the one yeah, thinking literally like yeah should be wearing and there should be a giant windmill
0: in the background I'm the one feeling sorry for whoever's like grown or, grown that field and thinking just ruin
3: all these things exactly it is but you know known for their known for their tulips
0: or just yeah. landing a plane and on top of
3: all to waste disgraceful
1: I know so basically he's as to happy Yeah, and I I really like g- this because
0: there's a general sort of like, um, this you know it's like just just a guy in need of a hug.
1: Yeah, and he's like Tony was a mess. Yeah, and it's like that's why I always had because I've heard people say that Tony should not have been the heart of Avengers Endgame. Cap is the heart of that team, and I get the point, but the whole thing was a full circle on his journey. So I never had a problem with it, but you cannot deny the fact that he had some serious character flaws to work on so the fact that a guy who was always his friend always looked out for him said Mm. well he did it and he wasn't perfect you put him on a pedestal and of course so they need to get edith back they need to go they need to go Mm. into london and um they need a new suit which you know thankfully there's a tailor's on the (laughs) on the plane
0: well you know It's Stark, isn't it? So, of course I'll be. Uh, Yeah.
1: I'm glad it's all automated, because some old bloke coming out with, like, glasses hanging around his neck and measuring in his his inside leg would have looked quite creepy. Uh... (laughs) Which side you dress, sir? Pardon? (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Uh... Oh! So, MJ, did you want it? (laughs) Oh, did you? Uh... Anyway,
0: um... So yeah, we get a bit of a uh, sort of, yeah, they, they kind of dress him up as kind of like you know the the new Iron Man, so so to speak, isn't he? Because he's kind of doing his own thing, but in the in the style of Tony. Because you get like yeah. you know, he he starts yeah. like you know, happy starts looking looking at him and, and sort of sees like a younger Tony. Yeah. And we get the ACDC, which he calls Led Zeppelin. Oh, well, I love yeah. Led
1: Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. gets it wrong. Oh my god. I like that, though. And again, full circle. Iron Man was started. The very first film in the Marvel Cinematic Mm. Universe started with this. We're going into Act 3 of the final film of Phase 3 with it. Um, And it's just I don't find it too on the nose. It's Tony's plane. It's no surprise. So yeah, basically they head to London and uh, Ned and MJ, um, they think they're safe because they know it's an illusion and they're friends of Spider-Man and stuff, but they don't realise they're going to be killed as is nick fury
0: yeah
1: um happy calls nick fury what does he say to him he says something really odd but it's coded i forget what um, he says, he like says appearances
3: could be deceiving or something other like isn't it? there's a coded message that he sends he
1: says i've lost something or something i've left something like i've left my hat or something like that
3: yeah
1: and he's what like to do with the necklace don't call the don't call this line again message through next time Beck comes up with a load of shit he does turn around and say that's some bullshit right there (laughs) and then we just go into a big action sequence again which i'm not sure i'm that bothered about to be honest with you but i mean it's all very inventive i like the way now spider-man is shown to move you know and even when he jumps off things and the way he lands and stuff like that it's like yeah this is actually an augmented human and Apart from the swinging around, we don't always see that. He gets into the car with mm. Fury early on, gets frustrated with the seatbelt, and just rips it right off because he's strong. And we forget that sometimes. What do we want to say about this action sequence? If anything,
0: uh, I, I think it's creative. I, I like I like the the setup. I like Beck, um, kind of uh, talk talking to his people, making sure his uh, suits all nice and creased, you know, <laughs> and, and shit like that, mm. um, and, and getting into place. Um, I like the creative aspect, you know. I, like, I I just love the idea of like the illusion set up, and he yeah. goes inside it, and then he got all like the drones, um, mm-hmm. and just just the idea of like you know you can, where you can spin it. You, do, do you know what I mean? Like he's sort of what, halfway through when it when it starts, the illusion starts to break. He says like, "Kill it!" I'll you know the public will believe what I want them to believe.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly um had a fucking hell just as, as an aside, totally off the point River Phoenix would have turned fifty today. Bloody hell. Oh my Pass, gosh. Passage of time. Anyway, sorry. And Shelley Long is seventy-one. Fucking hell. Anyway, right, um Fun fact. Right. <laughs> I yeah, I just glanced at IMTB because I'm on the I'm on the camera. Yeah. Pay attention bond. Fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I do like it and I do like the whole sort of having to believe in his spider sense to get through the illusion. Yeah. And so the bit where he takes out all the drones in the in the sort of walkway to get to Beck, I think is stunning. Mm. But that's it, really. And even as he's got Beck, Beck has one final sort of illusion that that's not actually him. He stood beside Peter ready to kill him. And that's it, really.
0: Uh, Yeah, he. He gets control of the glass again, um,
1: and Beck dies. We believe. Yes. Because cause one of the because th- uh, it was to do with the drones. He fired. He got a drone to fire, and like Peter jumped out the way, and it hit him. He yeah. died by his own hand, sir. <laughs> In the next field. Some some butler will dress these wounds later and know the truth. <laughs> uh, yes. Um and, and some data as go does go. Missing from the drones as well, uh, which we'll come back to because that obviously leaks to a certain news outlet. And they go home and Peter Parker and MJ are uh, having kids. Yeah, they them...
0: destroy the Tower of London as well. Um because Yeah.
1: Well it it won't do in anything, it's alright. There's a for bridges, you can get across. <laughs> it's not like it's iconic or anything. No. no. Oh people in years to come watching the Thames television logo are repeats of Minder and Crying. Uh, <laughs> so him M&M and MJ are like, in love.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ned and uh, Betty have uh, have maturely broken up.
1: They've consciously uncoupled, I think is the phrase. Yes. Um, they, they which is actually... something kids
0: their age never do. They just never, ever do it.
1: What they like, don't don't they normally become bitter and immature about it?
0: Well, I mean, the, 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 there'll be some reason for it. You won't be just be like, uh, you know, we've had our time, we've grown apart.
1: Yeah. You know, it's difficult for me to know because I was a wildly unpopular teacher. <laughs> I didn't get any. <laughs> no, did I? <laughs> TMI,
3: All right. TMI. All
1: right. Sorry. All right. I got. I got some. Which, <laughs> which which would be the right level of information, Becca?
3: Thank you. That's better
1: thank you excellent okay i i got moderate amounts <laughs> dear Mark, dear Mark. um i don't know i don't know I, I, this is all written by adults isn't it so i've got bloody clue <laughs> um peter finds the out um adult of all of us. peter fine pardon <laughs> uh, Peter finds out um, May is being done by Happy, who is now correctly named because he's doing a 55 year old scorcher. <laughs> and do use those words.
0: <laughs> That's an on Partridge reference for anyone who's was wondering. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah so yeah the that, uh...
1: that, that, on on the off point we're we after we finish talking about this we'll talk about the whole so many thing i thought that was going to be the saddest like victim happy sex life would have been the saddest victim of that deal falling through
0: i know he, he gets a bit unfair treatment doesn't he old happy doesn't he cuz he, he, th- he thinks he's in it. there and then she's just like uh, no thanks
1: well no i thought it was just in front of peter but she was a bit it's a summer fling but you know Sean Favreau, if you're listening, all you, all anyone needs to know is, you gave her one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
0: also, is anyone's opinion that Ned's a bit of a shit friend? Why? Well, like, not just in this film, but he says, like, oh, no, he convinces Peter to be a bachelor, and then just completely just abandons that, completely. You know, he's... What is oh, it? yeah,
1: when they're going to London, it's meant to be sort of a bachelor kind of talk. Yeah. Tour. yeah.
0: Um, and wasn't it in, in, I remember it's like, he, he does all kinds of like, sort of like stuff uh, in, in the first film that if your mate did, you just think, you bellend. <clears throat> do, do, I can't, I can't, I've can, tried and struggled to remember what it were now, because I remember watching the uh, the, the first film, but thinking hey, Don't he's...
1: worry, don't worry, Chris, I'll fix this. If you remember why Ned's a bellend, write to us and expect us to talk at you <laughs> <You're not great. laughs>
0: I don't know, he's, he always seems to be a character who's a bit of a
1: just a, a bit, bit. Hmm? Yeah, a bit fair
0: weather yeah a bit like you know he's. I, I suppose everyone's I, I got just there. think
1: he's I just think he's a bit excitable and like yeah. his attention gets taken rather easily you know and, and, and to be fair a girl his age wanted him and like to be honest like none of my friends fucking matter in that scenario <laughs> true they you know, would have done the same. I'm sure. Bros before hoes, like that, that's that's only ever said by bros who don't get hoes. <laughs> um, so bollocks. Um, so if you're a good friend of mine and I get a a, a whiff of some your yeah, history, sorry, but like do stick around in case it goes wrong. But th- th- the, thing, the things are true, like, bros. And, that, and that's a Dave Bond loyalty promise.
0: The things are true, bros know that, like, wh- wh- whenever, you, wh- whenever they uh, can see you onto a thing, they go, oh, no, go, go, go. <laughs> don't stay here for us.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, what guy ever says, no, no, hang around with me, <laughs> don't go and enjoy that delectable <laughs> vagina? Yeah, I mean,
0: the, 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 usual, the usual response would be, like, what are you still doing here, then?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. All, all they ever want Is that you pop in the next day and tell them if you shagged her. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. So, that's the the bro code that I just made up. (laughs) Indeed. Um, So, Marvel writers, have a word with yourself. Anyway, so,
0: (laughs) moving on. um, Yes, so... um, Yeah, so uh, uh, Nick Fury tells him not to dodge his calls. He kind of, you know, he...
1: And he says you did well. Yeah. Give them a Jim or fix it badge. Credits. No, not quite. It Um, sort of, it goes to, um, doesn't it go to Peter? uh, Basically, he promised um, MJ like a swing around the city. Yeah. Again, not in the sort of like dodgy car parks way. Yeah. so, yeah, he's texting while he's... Um, there's a nice joke with that. She said that you, if you read what's on the phone, she says, don't text and swing or something like that. And just as he's doing it, he very nearly gets hit by a truck <laughs> and just about dodges it. And he says, I'll be there in two minutes, picks her up, swings around the city. And as he does that, we go to credits. Yeah. Which is very John Hughes style as of the first film. And then we cut straight to a, the end of that scene and she's terrified. Instead she's of like, being delighted by it, she hates it. She's like no, never doing that again. Well,
3: it was quite scary. Off. You know, you're literally just holding on to him, and you know, there's nothing else strapping you in, shall we say? So it was quite terrifying if you're just clinging on for, for dear life. I,
0: I I like it as the does ju- the, the juxtapose to to the usual like woohoo kind of attitude, like kind of yeah, people enjoying it. it it's yeah, it's that like Superman flying with Lewis Lane. It's like it's, I was gonna you... say
3: yeah, contrast it to that where it seems as like a kind of slightly mildly terrifying, but overall pleasurable experience. It's like yeah, is or or this is that. She's terrified. She's like, I'm just not doing that again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, he's, you know, spice says, see you later. But then... Uh, he he jumps does...
1: back onto a lamppost and the news is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> As it does. I, mean, I, I... I love the way, I love the fact that it's the smartest thing Marvel ever did was to animate his eyes like in the comic books. Yeah. Because when he goes yeah, really eyes clever. wide and grips his head, it's it's brilliant
0: yeah um so so it's so a alex jones i mean uh, J.
1: jones jameson um as an alex jones type isn't yeah. it? yeah um probably probably not as venal but certainly a bit of a shock jock um, it, it, it's, it's online, the perfect online updating resource. i think
0: i think I, I think i think it's actually a smart way to bring jay jomer because it's it's,
3: um, it's it brings it, him into the fold doesn't it it just suits
0: suits the dynamic the the personality it, it just yeah. suits that kind of thing, you know, that, that that independent kind of... Big,
1: no interest in the truth, and actually more about, like, shocks and hits than anything. Yeah,
3: he he's more the shock jock. You see him kind of easing into that role.
1: And he reveals uh, that there's footage from Beck's death, mm. and uh, we we actually get some out-of-context footage where he says, release the Jones. Spider-Man did say that, and when he said it... He said this, execute them all. Yeah, that was it. And when he said it, I thought... Um, it works here, but I did wonder. Even then, I didn't think there'd be a post-credit sting on that particularly. But I did think then. I wonder if that's going to be used out of context somehow. I just had no idea how, because mm. um, it, it you could use, you would normally use slightly different language. It wasn't quite appropriate, but it, it's made to look like he killed Beck, and then they reveal, and then it's Beck saying to Camera that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Yeah. Peter's like watching that <laughs> with the city around him. And then. Oh.
0: Yeah. Then, nope. Yeah, so that'll like the second time that they've done this thing because the last one ended with MJ walking in on him. With, yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What the yeah. fuck?
1: I don't know what word she used there. You're assuming. <laughs> what the flip? Yeah, probably something like that. That's PG 13, isn't it? i've done it yeah was
3: it a, a 12a was it? i can't remember what the rating was it's a 12a here. hence
1: happy, a 12A. Hemp, happy did not fuck it Mary. may, may he, <laughs> he, he probably just flipped her over he flipped it <laughs> he would have flipped <laughs> he flipped her over and he oh, sorry saw another arm <laughs> round sideways oh went straight into gear and he just drove it right away <laughs> 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 That, that, was a, that was another
0: Alan Partridge reference for anyone
1: or something it's, it, it's, really, it's really funny, he's telling Alan Partridge a story, this guy, about when he was it's in a cock, and the story is clearly about how he picked up a prostitute or his mate did, and when he got the prostitute back to the place it had a cock, right and he said, well I've had, I've not had my money's worth and he's about to say he fl- clearly he flips this person over and just, you know and Lynn walks in, who's a very well-to-do Christian, and he has... <laughs> so when he gets to... F- he's got to change the story. And it landed on all four wheels, and he just drove it right away. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find the clip on YouTube for a totally out of context, like, Facebook feed on it. So, um, and then the post-credit is um, Talos, uh, you know, revealing that they were Nick Fury and Maria Hill yeah. and Fury's up on a scroll spaceship getting a suntan of some type, but I'm not really sure why Why I'm not. But whether we learn some more about that down the line, I've no idea. I, I,
0: I suspect we will.
1: Yeah, well, I suppose before we go to final thoughts, the, the 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 only thing I'd want to say is that this nearly came to a complete dead end because it was announced not very long after this film came out that the Marvel deal wasn't to be renewed with Sony, Therefore, Marvel would carry on in this. U- oh, sorry, Tom Holland would carry on as Spider-Man in this universe, but it would no longer link to or be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which throws into doubt using people like Happy and Nick Fury and everything else. But presumably, means you can still use J. Jonah Jameson, Aunt May, everybody else. And Tom Holland tried to put a, fra- a, a brave face on it, but I do believe he did a bit of complaining behind the scenes as much as anything else. And they finally came to another deal, which basically said one film, one team up. So it doesn't. And and again, everyone on the Internet had an opinion when they didn't actually know what had happened because it was all rumor. What we believe is Marvel wanted to fund more for a slightly bigger stake. Um, But you got a lot of the Marvel detractors were full of Marvel, the greedy bastards trying to take it over. And the Sony detractors were. Marvel has saved your fucking bacon with Spider-Man and this is how ungrateful you are. We don't know, we'll never know but they've come to an accommodation for now. But it does make films like this a little bit worrisome in that you set these threads up without ever knowing if they're going to be left dangling and that leaves me wondering what's going to happen with the third entry. Do you make it more standalone or do you have presumably not Nick Fury again, he might only, you know, he turned mm-hmm. up in The Winter Soldier, He did not you know, he doesn't turn up in all, all of them and stuff but do you do that? Do you still have him like linked to Happy and things like that? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I remember you know that one of the concerns was like release dates as well because you know, as Marvel seemed to be um, branching out somewhat, there seems you know there was concern about overstretching it and considering. I mean, Christ, even like you know with things like you know Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange Two.
1: It's the fact that if you want to do everything, you might be waiting five years for installments and it isn't just because people are tired. Mm. You know, like the Bond series has run into lots of issues. Some I've got some sympathy with, some I haven't. But in the normal run of things, you want the Spider-Man film every three years at most, possibly even every two while he's young. Mm. Once he sort of gets out into the working world, two or three years don't make as much of a difference. But yeah, I mean, we're in that situation now. You know, there's going to be a fourth... Thor film how many years after Ragnarok there's going to be a second Doctor Strange film how many years after the first
0: Guardians 3 like, how Guardians you... three. Oh, no. I mean
1: some of that was held up by the whole James Gunn hoo-ha and now he's obviously shot the Suicide Squad but the fact is um, not only have you got all these on the slate but whatever you think of the individual films it's going to be driven by commerce so there'll be another Captain Marvel film there'll be another Black Panther film but you know four or five year gaps because you've got to set up new things like the eternals and then what if the eternals done well does well you want to do another one what about the x-men what about the fantastic Mm -hmm. four if you set the x-men up do you want one x-men every six years with the possibility that that come in that environment so there was a little bit of me that thought there's a sense to sony having it but what will actually happen is it'll just be in addition to There'll just be more Marvel films, and whether that's good news or bad news, I don't know. But we are at a stage where, in a minute, we're going to have four or five of them a year.
0: Yeah, all, all, all from the same company, all same studio.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, let's see how it plays out. I certainly am sort of struck by the iron's hot because Tom Holland was cast in like fifteen, and we've had two films with him. Mm. Well, that's not bad, but he's. They're only moving him on a year at a time at school and and the whole point of tom holland was yeah, that, there's only
3: yes so many, so many times
1: I mean, time but i mean he was 19 playing 15 not 27 playing 16 or whatever no,
3: i think so actually i think you'll fare better than toberman guy that sounds really harsh um but you know he's kind of got those features and he's still kind of got that kind of youthful exuberance about him
1: to be able to to put off you know if needs to be yeah yeah i mean i i think he is looking a little bit beyond school age but the build plays up a lot of it is actually just because he's he's developing a man's physique now in, the, in this film he sat down to talk to Ned and he was wearing a t-shirt and his arms were just they were a grown man's not an adolescent or a school you know what I mean I mean, he's yeah, no real complaints, though. I love Tom Holland in this. Um, He's really great.
3: I think he's probably the best Spider-Man we've had for a while.
1: Yeah, final thoughts on this. Um, I'm not going to say an awful lot. I said it all at the start. I I want him back in his natural environment. I want them to tone down the Marvel links so they'll keep them. The character work is great. I think there's a sense in taking them away from home only in that, you can do better character work just because you put all the kids in close uh, close proximity to each other in that they don't go home from school at the end of the day and maybe the odd one of them hang out they're they're stuck in close proximity with each other so there's a sense to it but give me a Manhattan based um, Spider-Man film next time. The dialogue's not very good, the character work's excellent, the casting's really good I just like this group, they've, they've made real characters, however unrealistic some of what they say to each other, they've made real characters out of these people. And I like it a, a great deal. I can't see a lot of personal stamp on this from the director. I don't know what, who John Watts is beyond being in the Marvel machine. And I still think we're yet to get the definitive Tom Holland Spider-Man film in the same way that Spider-Man 2 was the definitive um, Maguire film. But I like it. I enjoy it. It was good fun. Becca,
3: yeah, yeah, you know, kind of a bit kind of in the middle, really. I mean, I I did enjoy it. I had a good time, but I just kind of feel like it was, it did sag quite a little bit in the middle, and there's there's a lot going on with all the various kind of plots and subplots. Um, and I agree with you, Dave, a little bit, like towards the end, especially with the with the crawl, um, subplot as it were, and the kind of fact that they are pretending, but not really pretending, um to be fury and, and maria um i kind of also kind of feel that kobe smolders is really underserved by this film like she's a brilliant actress she has been great in, in the role is, uh, of maria um and outside of that as well she's she's hugely well known but i just kind of feel like she's just there for the sake of being rare doesn't really give much to do so i kind of feel for her a little bit um but on the whole you know cast are really great um supporting cast members you know were really good fun i kind of feel that um sorry i forgot his name uh, <laughs> and i have have palpable chemistry i really do feel kind of it, kind of the good, you know they could be a, a really believable couple um i think so that you know it's just fantastic as, as a um new interpretation a fresh interpretation as um, as mj which is really cool um i agree with you chris that ned is a bit, of a bit of a rubbish friend i mean he does apologize you know near the end but um but you know he's basically, just, he's just basically like yeah it's fine it's fine it's you know it's okay because you know they're teens they're kids and they just want to get away and have a bit of fun for you know for what was meant to be their, their summer holiday i guess um Jake's great as a villain, he does ham it up. Um, as you said, Chris, he's kind of he's playing like a dual, a dual role almost. It's kind of like his own character, and then he's putting on this character of Mysterio. So he is meant to be a little bit hammy. Um, but yeah, he's, well, he's great, but I just kind of feel go, there's, there's a there's lot go, going on. He's quite busy and, and, and drags towards the middle. So yeah, three out of five. <laughs> I,
1: I just wanted to add one point we'd forgotten to mention, actually, that you've just hit on, that there is a point where he's talking to Nick Fury remotely, and he's being read dialogue from like the part of his crew that's like the scriptwriter. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that?
3: Yeah, oh that's true. Yeah, it's the guy who drives the bus. <laughs> that's
1: good, isn't it? Yeah,
3: he's got his creative team, hasn't he? But no, I would agree with you, Chris, definitely, that he's kind of he's putting on that kind of role as what I don't know. Like if if he was creating like a Marvel superhero type character, that's how he would do it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, being like a disgruntled ex um, stock Industries employee, so.
0: Yeah, well he's just like a bit of a psychopath isn't he he's like he's just sort of, yeah but, he's a bit of a will,
3: will,
0: willing to kill people just to kind of you know score score points on someone who's already dead um
2: yeah uh
0: anyway uh yeah I I've I really I've really, I said i said at the be top of the show I've I really enjoyed it um I think that you know in terms of like uh developing the character um I've no complaints from that at all I think I've done it really well uh Top on's great um and yeah, I, I, I like this interpretation. Uh, the thing I really enjoy about it is the Mysterio stuff, uh, especially when it goes all Mysterio and all all the illusions. It feels really fresh out, like comics or how I imagine Mysterio to be, and really um, utilize that to them. Or oh, oh, it, it's it's almost too perfect. It's just you know once that initial uh, Mysterio illusion at the at the office. Uh, place, place. Thought that was just perfect, that just like came out. Um but other than that, yeah. I don't know, maybe something a bit lacking as over the top of the show, maybe it was just a bit too fatigued by it all. I don't know. I guess we'll see how how uh, how how Marvel how <sighs> I'm struggling to speak now. Um how how many legs mar- that Marvel has uh, beyond this, I guess we'll see. It could go on to another decade for what we know. So,
1: well, they'll try to re up it every time, obviously. Yeah. But there's risk every time, and, and one and one does not give me miles of confidence. You would think you know three t- three film deal with the option for two team ups or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. One and one, you think okay?
0: Yeah, I mean, you you, you think ideally you just want to like uh just give Sony just, just let Sony's sort like of make as many Spider-Man films as they want, just with the like, but we're allowed to have him interact in our universe? Do you know
1: what I mean? They want creative control yeah. over it though, because the problem is Venom, for example, tangentially it might be part of, it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but obviously if it's part of the Spider-Man universe, it's possible. But they've, they've kept that opaque for now. But Kevin Feige wouldn't wear that. You're making films over there that's part of my universe that I've got no quality control on. You'll soil my product. Yeah. Mm so i can see why they want to do it and frankly they're doing a better job as as much as i don't think we've had the definitive spider-man film from marvel studios yet this is the definitive spider-man and and christ i mean i I quite liked andrew garfield but that version was so confused i mean they went dark and gritty and then they went oh shit and went really like bright and you know and uh, it took marvel to come in and go no this is what spider-man is now so I'd rather I'd rather leave it with them. I just want them to do something a little bit more traditional and not throw Nick Fury at fucking everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to see Nick Fury in films. I just didn't think this was the right one.
0: Yeah. But that being said, I feel I don't know much about this film. I mean, obviously, I can't even remember, you know, what happened in the previous film.
1: No, and, and to be fair, I, I, I was quite knowledgeable on this film and then without the sound on, I just watched the Batman trailer again and it all dropped out in the head <laughs> because I, I am totally getting an apartment that I install this trailer in and then visit it for regular knee trembling. <laughs> um,
3: it's a very sexy trailer.
1: Yeah, in, in fact, if I ever get married again, the chances are I will fuck that trailer in the vestry before I go and take my vows. See you, and, 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 the and just before like, I give my speech saying thank you for being here on my lovely day, or our lovely day, sorry to be egotistical there, I'll probably go <laughs> in and like do it in the bathrooms. And um, yeah. So, in short, I liked it. Just, just, a quick, just
0: a quick question, Dave. How would you do a trailer?
1: I have absolutely no <laughs> idea. I'm just assuming I've, it's not even on film anymore. I can't even wrap more, the reel around it.
3: Yeah, I don't quite um, know how that would happen. He'd have to do it
1: virtually. I don't know. Possibly just oral. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: just to lit the video yeah, screen or something. Yeah.
1: Dirty
3: computer.
1: Yeah, I'll call I'll call the computer a dirty bastard give it a spank. Um can you tell us some sort of plug-in. Sorry? Some sort of plug in device. No, I don't want to do that. I might accidentally like <laughs> fucking email me knob to Canada or something.
2: <laughs> know,
1: shit i've just cut that and attached it, I, just um, it. Yeah. I, I have no idea what i'm talking about um i know i know nothing about this film becca uh
3: yes i tried to find some fun facts about this film oh i told you about the time that i met Ginger <laughs> once. anyway um yeah i've got some fun facts about the various locations that we go to in this film um and then some other random facts so, fun fact number one about Venice. The mask that Peter wears when trying to stop the water elemental, who apparently is like old Spider-Man villain, piedra Um So, yeah, the mask that he wears is quite similar to one that would be worn during the Venice Carnival, which is a really ancient Catholic uh, festival, which takes place before Lent and is one of the oldest in Venice. Fun fact number two about Prague. The Prague Festival of Lights, or the Signal Festival, is a four-day festival that's been running since 2013 um, and is basically kind of... Um, it was all about kind of like lighting design um, and emerging technologies. Um, it, sound, it started in yeah, 2013, and lighting designers from from the Czech Republic and around the world um, create lighting installations in public spaces and famous landmarks in the city. Um, this year's apparently might be held in October, I'm not quite sure, due to coronavirus. Um, fun fact number three, in London, the Tower of London is officially her majesty's royal palace and fortress of, the, fortress of the Tower of London. The White Tower, which gives the castle its name, was built by William the Conqueror in 1078 and is a US, UNESCO World Heritage Site and Is also a grade one and two listed building. So,
1: Perfect. William the Conqueror was a builder. I didn't know that. <laughs> did he go around with his ass crack hanging out, or is, that just, blow, or is that just plugging? Tea 10 sugars, please. <laughs> yeah, 10 Brought sugars. From tea, China. What is it? Where, where if it, why is it? Right? I don't, I, people who do manual work have my total respect because I'm a lazy bastard. Um, and great. But why is it people who ever do manual work in a house, whenever you make a cup of tea, they want, like, dozens of fucking sugars in it? What (laughs) is it about the palate of the the manual worker? If you're a manual worker with rotten teeth, write to us at at expectedstalkatgmail.com. I I don't know. I
0: mean, do do they generally have... I mean, they don't tend to sort of eat well, though, do they?
3: I do know somebody who's who's a builder, and he doesn't have 10 sugars in his tea I, 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 and then I know somebody who's painting a decorator and I, he, he doesn't have 10 sugars well, in his tea
0: so. what, 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 I, what I, the I'm saying is, like, is just eat pies and chips I mean, the, the, I mean you, ne, you never seem like sort of like you know like you know, bring a lunch with him that's like salad <laughs>
3: no <laughs> it's do it. like
0: it's, all, it's always like we'll, we'll, um, give, we'll like a chippy lunch every day it's I, that I, kind of I have of...
1: never seen like a plumber eating like quinoa no you don't uh, see it
3: do you
0: do you know what I mean? Or did, did, did have, like, they bought I a soup with
1: it. them or something like that. They don't <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact we are completely stereotyping things we know fuck all about.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, obviously I'm sure there are some tradesmen out there who are very healthy and don't drink ten don't some... tend sugars in their tea. So,
1: yeah. but you know, and, unless you're like you know, if you're quite muscular, because a lot of people who like do manual work, they they do a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, you have our respect. Yeah, so if, if if you're a little bloke, you are scum and probably just eat chips all the time. <laughs> you're, bound to, yeah,
3: you're bound to be <laughs> quite got, fit, there,
1: aren't you? Got, got to protect ourselves here, guys. That's <laughs>
3: what's going
2: so
1: anyway, on trade. Anyway, what what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> review eight chips. uh Crack, don't think much of the
3: building work
1: though oh. so william the conqueror was a builder who had chips and stuff, what else?
3: Yep. <laughs> fun fact number four, Mysterio's fishbowl helmet it was inspired by illustrations from classic spider-man comics and for the look of his suit costume designer looked to other Marvel characters such as Iron Man, Vision, Doctor Strange and Thor. And fun fact number five, I was running out of facts by this point, there's the first spider-man film to be formatted for IMAX
1: uh, yeah, that I didn't know, because you think IMAX would be something that it focused on a long time ago, to be honest.
3: Yeah, no, I, I kind of thought like it was, um, I always get them mixed up, sorry, <laughs> um, Homecoming. But no, it's actually this film, far, far From Home. Okay. What's next one going to be Homesick? Uh,
1: apparently Homesick. Yeah. Um, as Daryl pointed out, we can then look forward to Spider-Man Home Bargains. <laughs> Spider-Man Home Base.
3: That was really clever. I thought that was brilliant.
1: Spider-Man there's no place like home.
3: No place like home. There we are.
1: That's yeah. the one. Homeward bound.
3: I, I am gonna. <laughs> I am
1: gonna run out of John Denver tracks. I was gonna playlist, say John Denver, but we'll, <laughs> we'll have a go. Sweet home, Alabama. I don't Take know. me home. Oh yeah. H- they're homesick. Does that suggest he's not in Manhattan still? For fuck's sake. Anyhow.
0: He's even further away
1: if from me. If I go to the cinema next time and, and he's swinging around fucking Budley Salterton, I'll be... Furious. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's quite funny. All
1: right. Any more factage? That's it, isn't it? That's all the factage I have. That was, any that, fruit? That was fun, folks. From Chris no
0: anything. fruit in this film. Well, huh? I can... I can um, apparently, the, the film locations are set to take place in Atlanta, Los Angeles, New York City and Iceland. Iceland? What's the next film? Yeah, the filming is slated to take place. New price. York,
1: Atlanta, what was the rest? Los Angeles,
0: oh, Los, 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 LA, basically, and yeah. Iceland.
1: Right, now, I could almost discount Atlanta because currently films go there for tax breaks, so that'll double New York. They'll do the bulk of the film in there and then just get some establishing shots in New York or something. LA, I'm not so sure. It's even like, that could be soundstage work, so that's not yeah. proof of anything either. And Iceland has been known to double for other places. So it's not proof of anything, but he could be going to all those locations, obviously. Guess we'll find out when we start getting...
0: Spider-Man in Iceland.
1: Was bee jams of course, but, you know, some time <laughs> ago. Oh, gosh. Did he not consider farm foods? Because I think they're better value.
3: between
1: dollars Yeah. Spider-Man just buying bog roll in, like, farm foods. And eggs. I'm just wondering if... Showing your don't... age. You don't see them like eating quinoa because we've just been in lockdown and they live next to a Waitrose because I, I that's what I imagined they would panic buy in Waitrose. We're all busy, <laughs> but we're all busy panic buying like panic buying toilet rolls.
3: buying! And, quinoa. and
1: in Waitrose, they were quickly trying to get old of like kale and quinoa.
3: <laughs> that's what all the millennials have been um, panic buying.
1: I just want to go in there and buy a pork pie, see if I get funny looks.
3: We, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be buying any old pork pie, would you? You'd be buying like a what what's the Prince Charles one? Dutchie estate to put by or oh, something right. like that.
1: No, I sorry. I I got confused between Prince Charles and Prince Albert then. I've wondered what you were trying to sell me.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the posh food range that, that comes from his estate. I that no idea. Pork <laughs> That's farms. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nothing, anything rude, nothing else.
1: You were rude. Nope. Sort of. You mentioned a prince. Albert <laughs> was also a prince. Therefore, you're rude.
3: Therefore, you've got a dirty mind.
1: Still, trailer will be easy to cut tonight. It anyway, will. <laughs> as for social media, you can find me at the Kid 1976 on Twitter.
0: You can find me at You can also find uh, all the old uh, episodes on Sinatronics.co.uk. You
3: can find us on social media. Uh, at, expect us to talk <laughs> on Twitter and Facebook. Do you expect us to talk. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. Do you expect to talk, and also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean, and wherever you like to pick up your listening pleasure.
0: I think that's it for
1: that's this it. episode. We're we finished so with Spider-Man. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> we're rubbish. When we got the next film, we just go such so, such, so, 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 which means Becca, right? When we, run we do out a commentary, of episodes, no, we're Mrs. rubbish. India. We get there and we're like, "Well, that's it, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sleep tight, everyone. Um, hope you liked it. It is Bond commentary time.
3: Yes, what's coming next?
1: Oh, it's me, isn't it? <laughs> pay attention. Alright then. Pay attention, Mr Bond. Yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> That's appropriate because you know the character of Q who kept saying pay attention? Pay attention, 007. Yeah, he's not in this film. So, do you <laughs> expect us to talk? We'll return with the commentary on Live and Let Die.